rolling. Welcome to the Rumpus Room. Hey everybody, how's it going out there? We're back kicking it in the Rumpus Room. And let's hit them with the takeaway message of the day. Taking it away today. Before we hit you with the takeaway message of the day, our podcast today is sponsored by none other than Just Brown Underwear. Have that one buddy that just needs a pair of D's. You know, he always has a problem with uh, with his uh, his stool. Well, get him a pair of Just Browns. Just Brown underwear. Confidence guaranteed all day. Feedback-free underwear. All right. So the uh, four ways of becoming an outside dog. We wanted to do a short on um, yep. sort of the how-to. So why don't you kick it off? So I think we have four ways of becoming an outside dog. We have kind of four different terms that we'll go and talk a little bit about. So the first one is self-awareness you really need to know yourself and the best way you know the way of becoming an outside dog is to meditate or have some reflection uh practice that you do every single day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i know i have you know what what, what's worked really well for me is first the app insight timer Mm -hmm. which tracks meditation they've got um, a lot of different things you can do Uh, you can do a timed meditation you can also do a guided meditation, which for me, starting out, that was the easiest thing to do was a guided meditation. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes, uh, I start my day with it, and man, those days I'm way more productive. I know you know, the thoughts that I'm thinking, mm-hmm. and I, I think when you're an outside dog, you have to know who you are mm-hmm. truly. Not the story that you tell yourself, but what actions you actually do every day, the thoughts that go through your head. You know, which ones do you believe and hold on to and which ones just kind of go through? <clears throat> yeah, and not the supposed to ideas, you know, like I should do this or I should be this way. I think the quicker you can shed all of that stuff, the way better off you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, create uh, that, <clears throat> that uh, <clears throat> excuse me, opportunity to realize what type of person you're doing and just be honest with yourself and the way to do that that i've found is just give yourself some time every day to reflect and instead of turning on a podcast or turning the tv on right when you wake up or flipping up instagram right away or checking mm-hmm. your text messages uh the, the i found the beginning of the morning is the best way Completely so you want to agree. kick it off with the second one agency um i i one of my favorite words because agency to me is like not only believing that you can do something, but also actually having the means to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then kind of going out and accomplishing it. Uh, agency is like you got everything in your tool belt to do what you actually want to do. And you're very, and you know, you're capable of going out and doing it. And I think, so much of our expectation setting uh, in this culture is is super awry because of um, kind of like our exposure to information and our exposure to so- stories and the celebration of like heroism and all of these 
types of things where um, the expectations that people have of themselves and those around them oftentimes are extremely unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And it creates a really tough internal struggle between oneself and like the actual, you know, the actual outside world. So I think um, having agency or feeling like you have agency is really important to um, set achievable goals and, you know, set stretch goals, but also recognize like where you are in order to make it happen. Just because I see so many people who, you know, either don't believe in themselves at all or really overestimate their capabilities and then fall short. And, you know, I think it's really important to understand real well where your skill set lies and then um, build from where you are versus like build from where you think you should be. Mm -hmm. And I think the word that comes to my mind that everybody uses today is confidence. Mm -hmm. Just like Just Brown Underwear, confidence is something that is based on your actions of who you are. And it's much deeper than just, you know, thumping your chest and, and being the person that you think you are. So how how do you get to be that naturally confident male that says what he thinks and believes what he thinks and does what he thinks? And what is that distinction that you made between confidence and courage? I love that. Uh, confidence is just something that you gain from having courage. Courage is the action of actually doing. You gain you need courage to do actions. Confidence is a lagging indicator. It comes from the ability to do those things that require courage. And, and courage, I thought you define it once as like the ability to do something the first time. Yes. And confidence is like your ability to continue to do that thing mm-hmm. over and over and over again or something like that, which yep. like a <clears throat> distinction. Love the word courage. Mm-hmm. So the next one. We're done with that one. Yeah. Next one is what we liked. You know, there's accountability and ownership. So every decision that you make as a person who you date, what job you have is actually your decision. Yeah, everything in life. Every single thing you do. What time you go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. What every single decision what you... What time you go to bed, what time you wake up, how many times you check your phone, how many times you... You know the amount of Check energy. Facebook. Yeah, the amount of energy you spend you at, at yeah at the mm-hmm. gym, at your job, with your friends, whatever. It's all your decision. And and a lot of people say, you know, a lot of the things that I used to do when I was uh, <clears throat> not as confident and not as uh, really accountable to myself is I would be like, oh, you know, well, I have this job, and you know, I just can't do it because of this, this, and this. It's like, no, I actually can. You have the ability to make every possible decision that you are making. It's not somebody else that's, you know, if your girlfriend's causing you to not take a job, well, dump her. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, you have the ability to make those decisions. And especially in today's day and age with the opportunity, LinkedIn, find a new job, you know, Tinder, find a new girlfriend. There's just so many different opportunities, which is great. And... You know, you need to know that you need to take the accountability for your decisions and not blame it on other people. It all comes back to you, which is good and bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take ownership over your life. Radical ownership for who you are and the decisions you make. I think that's key. Yep. Last one we have on here uh, is being flexible. And we kind of went back and forth between being like committed, um, you know, or dedicated or whatever. And I, I liked flexible simply because I think that 
um, having an ability to react to the situation at hand is just so critical in terms of being able to reinvent yourself and reinvent your approaches to things because um, I, I think having you know directed vision is really important about where you're going in life and um, an ability to adapt to the circumstances that occur in the now are you know it is a skill that I think is, is absolutely paramount I think it has a lot to do with creativity um, you know expression um, all of these all of these kind of important things that help differentiate um, and allow us to innovate on our approaches like in rapid time because it's 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 oftentimes less about being right and more about being less wrong so how 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 quickly can you become less wrong about the thing really and being flexible i think is key to that. yeah ray dalio i just read his new book i think that's how you say his name he said instead of being right prove to yourself how you're not wrong so you spend your time proving that you're not wrong and that's how he would spend his life and one of the things that we, when you, we talk about flexibility, the term that comes to mind for me is being able to listen. Mm-hmm. So listen to your current scenario. Don't have your, you know, in meetings, actually listen. Don't sit there and think about what you're going to say. Just be present in the moment, which again comes from our number one. But give yourself the ability to just listen. Um, we were talking about some of the famous leaders and um, our father works at a really large organization, one of the top five in the country, and he said he's sitting with the CEO and he talks maybe 1% of the time. He listens the whole time, but when he talks, it is so profound and exact, you know, it's timely. And a lot of the great leaders that I've seen have been awesome listeners, mm-hmm. awesome listeners, and they're super flexible with the situation. And they take in all of the information and then they make their decision based on where they're going. Mm-hmm. You know, just like an outside dog. Just He's like leading his pack. Dog. He's sitting out front listening to where, you know, the scent, mm-hmm. where the wind is blowing. Mm-hmm. There's the deer. Let's go get it. Listening to the complaints of the people behind him, being respectful, mm-hmm. you know, taking it into consideration for the next decision that is made. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. That's it. So do that and... You know, you don't even need to listen to this podcast anymore because yeah. you got it. Yeah. Unless you want to have some fun. So no, we, yeah. some good. we have a little bit of fun here. Yeah, what is uh, what is this next one here? Identity-based decision-making. So I've been listening to a new book which talks about <clears throat> what, one, one thing that got me really interested is how people make decisions mm-hmm. based on their identity. So and they did two experiments with two dorm rooms. The first one was they put up sm- uh, uh, alcohol. And they had like, these are the bad effects of alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, you there's this many deaths, there's this many drunk driving deaths, da, 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 da. you know, the typical thing that we sure. usually see. And the second one they put in the other dorm was um, they related alcoholism to like homelessness and they showed images of super nerdy guys and basically said uh, nerds like need alcohol in order to survive in the social setting. And so they really pinned down to something that wasn't desirable for some of these students. And they, you know, did a survey with all of the kids that saw it. And they saw that there was a huge, a much larger compliance to less binge drinking um, for those, those, uh, those in the dorm room of the identity base. So they talked about like smoking, the people that smoked um, teens 
I mean, they're not going to benefit from putting the dangers in on the box. Mm-hmm. They think smoking is cool because Joe Cool from you know years ago, and they see it in all these movies, and you know. So those are the things that it talks. It was really talking about how people make decisions. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the point is that like you uh, you base decisions based on you make decisions more strongly based on how you perceive you will be perceived exactly by engaging in that decision versus like the the expected outcome of your actual making of that decision exactly yeah. and, and the book really talks about how we are actually influenced by behaviors around us you know everybody thinks that oh I'm you know I, I make my own decisions I'm not influenced but there was a ton of there's just a, a lot of really good studies, and um, it's a great book. I can actually find who it's written by, but I think it's definitely worth a read. I really, really enjoyed it, and uh, they had a lot of good topics in it. So, sounds like a good one. Um, so it's uh, Christmas time, and you know what that means: office Christmas parties. Hey, here we go. Here we go. So um, there's gonna be an office Christmas party and this uh, two last year's office Christmas party the office did karaoke oh baby yeah and I I did a couple numbers did a couple numbers dropped it dropped a few numbers uh, there was some filming that went on there was some distribution of the video afterwards there oh, was a lot there's of always one of those a lot of talk, and there I was not the only one. There's a lot of people who could really belt it, and we just had an absolutely great time. But mm-hmm. uh, you know what that means? Office Christmas parties rolling around again, and they're breaking out the karaoke machine. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a karaoke machine. There's going to be a lot of people who are interested in, um, you know, people performing, and we also have a drastically different work environment now. Uh, the gone are the days of like you know really kind of I guess for me like like the organization doesn't feel much like a family at all and I'm corporation uh, now yeah it's just getting a little it's just getting a little more stale and um, I don't know I'm a little apprehensive because a lot of the ladies are coming up and asking if we're gonna go to the Christmas party and I, I always just think this is such an interesting time because um, you can see the claws come out a little bit. We oh, have, it's a time for it's a time for interest in fellow employees. Yeah, <laughs> the, the alcohol gets it going, uh-huh. and so do some of those libidos for some of those people. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's the an, eyes are shifty. It's an interesting time. I've, you know, they just try, Everybody's caught, jolly. caught some energy around the office lately. And uh, I don't know, I, I'm wondering if you have any good experience with some funny office Christmas stories. Well, office Christmas I do. Party stories. So I worked at an organization, let's just say didn't follow the book on sexual harassment and was very aggressive, which was... The company actually started out and when their stock price went from 14 to 31 in like two years. So was massively successful in terms of they worked super hard and they played super hard. So the play super hard, we rented a box at a sports game 
and had an what ugly team? sweater party. The Timberwolves, of course, you okay. know, because oh, yeah. they're super awesome. Yeah. And so we basically, <laughs> I hardly remember watching the game. How many people are we talking? 30. Okay. 30 people, team members, ages 22 to 50, maybe 60. Mm-hmm. Generally more out of college analyst type levels, you know, just the bell curve. It's more of the... Uh, the hourglass where there's a ton on the, the pyramid, ton on yeah, the bottom, yeah, yeah. it just goes up. So my, the memory that I have most recently, which really sticks out in my mind is I, so I organized the whole event and the VP rolls in real late. One, there's two of them. One of them rolls in real late. He's a, you know, typical Chicago guy, super cool, very smooth talking, walks up and goes, I'll take two bottles of Yag, please, to the, the um, like attendant or waitress. And I was like, hey, uh, I was like, you know, that, that might put us over the budget. And he goes, I don't care. Two bottles of Yag. He started pouring them into everybody's mouth. Oh, like gosh. he took it and was like walking around going with a napkin yeah. under the chin. You yeah. want a shot? Basically dr- like drowning it into people's face. Oh, my gosh. And it got completely out of control. That Everybody be... went nuts. Yeah. Like So then, of course, it's like, well, now we're all good and up. Just, let's go to the bar yeah. so then everybody goes and oh man it, it was, was like a, a bomb went off in there it was literally and that's what he wanted <sighs> yeah he was a guy that i saw uh not so awesome behavior from him later mm-hmm. in the night which mm-hmm. you know i feel like there's a reason why he lit, got the egg going could have been <clears throat> but it was motives. it was a very fun party it was an ugly setter party and i wore a turtleneck nice. and it was a really fun event and we had like a, you know, uh, secret Santa mm-hmm. where it was buying gag gifts. So there were some absolutely hilarious gifts. Mm-hmm. So it was a, definitely a fun party. Being in my younger 20s, it was like that was exactly what I wanted. Yeah. But no, like now, if I went to that party right now, I'd be like, oh, this is. This is trouble. This is, this is trouble. Yeah. This is like, you know, diving into the deep end with some piranhas in there. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you just got to watch out. Keep head is. on a swivel. Head on a swivel and the drinks to a minimum. Drinks, you got to set a drink minimum yeah. or maximum. <laughs> or max. Or yeah. min. Yeah. min you start max. with a minimum when you get there and then you got to have a, a maximum. Min and max after. number when you walk in. Yeah. The, the range. You, yeah, you got to hit the median. <laughs> yeah, you got to oh, hit the, the goal of a Christmas party is to hit the median number. Yeah. And Find then, out where... That number is and don't go overboard. Last year we shut it down. We actually closed out the place. It was uh, the bar. Yeah, it was a pretty fun night. Was significant? Were significant others invited? Significant other? Oh, actually, um, last year significant others were not invited, and I'm confusing the Christmas party with our two-year anniversary party. Hmm. Two-year anniversary party. Significant others were, but. Um, Christmas party last year was interesting because it was just employees. And that was a... Oh, baby. That always creates a dynamic. It was really interesting. Uh, I had uh, I'd never done an all-employee any sort of fun gathering whatsoever, let alone, you know, the Christmas party. So there were... I don't know. It felt a little stuffy. I'll just say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a different dynamic when you bring the uh, significant others. Everybody kind of, you know, wises up a little bit and... You know, there's some some hyenas that walk around when there's not. So yeah, there there sure were. It gets it gets to be so. 
you know, all of the people that are coming into this holiday, just try to set some principles for principles, yeah. for uh, your decisions. Rules of engagement. Definite rules of engagement, because there will be, you know, that one person that has just one too many drinks. Too few too many now's drinks. not a good time, not a very good time to no. launch a edgy comment. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah keep if those you, bad boys to a minute. If you want to fight with the bulls, uh, now would be a good time yeah, there's to probably, yourself probably at the gonna, college, There's college. probably going to be microphones yeah. in there documenting what's going on. Pretty much. There be might careful. be some hidden cams at your Christmas party out be to get somebody. careful. So if yeah. you notice somebody wearing thick rim glasses that usually doesn't have them, Maybe stay super away. thick. Be careful. Maybe keep those. Maybe th- keep those comments to yourself. I don't know. Yeah, I would be careful about dropping any uh, any of those comments, especially now. Yeah. This day and age. The day of the Weinstein age. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No more Weinstein comments. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I get the. I've been watching some behavior around the office, and I've noticed. Uh, I've noticed a couple budding relationship or budding interests, mm-hmm. and I, I'm quite. Um, I'm quite oblivious to all of these things, and one one day my, um, my one of my colleagues was, she just said, "Oh, you know, you you probably don't know any of the gossip at the company." And I said, "No, I don't know any of it." And then she just laid on like four heavy things that I was just oh, like, "Oh my gosh!" No. And a, a lot of it sounded so absurd that I could never, you know, extremely unsubstantiated. But mm-hmm. uh, I. I so much rather to stay I don't know it's just me I, I prefer to stay out of the that whole realm of any sort of rumors any sort of you know scuttle any mm-hmm. any relations I mean I, I have difficulty enough being friends with people I, like I don't actually have any you know work with work friends no not really but it's also a little different because I'm kind of the only person my age yeah. You know, like when it would be diff- it makes a difference. It's different when you have people your age that like you get along with well, you know. Yeah. No, that there I've slowly transitioned away from that. I was big time I, you know, I was all involved in all that right, you know, right when you're when you've got analysts and you're all 22 to 28, mm-hmm. every something's going on at all times. Mhm. Somebody's making some big dumb decision or whatever, and mm-hmm. somebody's got a crush on the other person, and uh, mm-hmm. so for a while. And the one thing that was difficult is when management encourages some of that discussion, which they did. You know, one of the guys that was leading the organization would sit down and be like, "All right, who Who's likes who on our team?" Oh, God. it's like, you know what, man? This just that is this a just bad start. just setting me up for like setting everybody up for failure yeah. here. Like, almost, almost like celebrating the interoffice romance. Like. He was well. That's how he met both of his different wives. <laughs> <laughs> his first and his second wife. Yeah. Well, is he still on the second one, or is he, he going to? Still gonna... is. Okay. Well. He still is, but he, uh, you know, that's why he did. Yeah. He was. Then he'd always Strategy talk about worked so how, well the first time. Yeah. Might as well get back in. The... Let's just try it again. Yeah, I'm gonna hop back in time. Well, and then he would talk about how it worked out so well, and I'm like. You know, Dude, you have two wives. Two I mean, wives. maybe that's pretty good batting average. I don't know. I don't know. You know, fifty percent. Who cares? He just said, you know, in his argument was, you know, the women there are, you know, everybody is super smart. You're all about the same type of person. You got similar values. So Great place to meet somebody. Were these wives uh, both the same company or did no? Be, separate. Okay, well, that separate. really would have been. Oh yeah, that that would have been, that, that been a complete dingo move by him. Yeah. <laughs> leave your wife for another woman in the company oh so oh, there geez. 
Yeah, I mean, I've got so many of these. Everybody probably has stories of inter-office relationships and romance. And, and my viewpoint is it's actually, I have dated somebody from work. And I've dated people not from work. And it's much easier to not date people at work. Yeah, like totally. I would encourage people to not do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not an advocate of... And I would encourage, like, don't flirt with people at work. It just never yeah. works out well. That's I know trouble. it's fun. And, you know, I, I was single for a long time working. And, yeah, if you're kind of running your shit at work like an outside dog, you're going to have some pups come up and you know, <laughs> nip you. Nip you. <laughs> nip you when you're walking yeah, down, yeah. hunting the... Yep at you. When you're, when you're chasing the moose, you might yeah. have somebody just, you know, tap you on the side and see what's going on. And you got you to gotta keep on that moose. Yeah, you do have to. You got to stay focused. Because you can get taken. And that, everybody talks about it. And it's just like, the, that's the conversation that you will have is who's dating who. And if you're an outside dog, everybody's going to want to hear about it. Yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah. guarantee it because that's something that people in back rooms love to talk about and you know if, if one person finds out they feel like they have the keys to the car they got now they yep. have so much information yeah they know everybody's going to benefit for you it. put them in a power position you do and not yourself yeah you relinquish your own power yeah you really do and it's really to anybody you can find in at work your yeah. significant other and anybody they can find in yep so i would I wouldn't think twice about it. Yeah. I've done it. It hasn't worked out well for me, so no. obviously. So take it easy at the punch bar. Yeah, this, be careful. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you so uh, these this we've never really had a party in the office, but I guess the office has never been big enough for like mm-hmm. so it always just boggles my mind when you see sitcoms or whatever and they're in the office and then they're having the party in the office and they're in the break room or whatever like i just never i think i never i ever did I, so that. i don't know if those are realistic probably because i think everybody by hr's direction goes somewhere else yeah like at work makes the liability a lot higher i suppose and it, especially if there's drinking yeah which like leaving oh yeah driving home would obviously be a bad idea yeah so i yeah i agree too many liabilities. So speaking of inter-office romance, we got to bring up the smart condoms. But if you ask me, they're so they're one of the they. It's a, speaking of inter-office romances. Yeah, it's more like the dumb condoms. Yeah. Oh, that would really be something for your white elephant gift. Launch a three, everybody. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's smart. It's <laughs> smart condom for your white elephant gift. Oh my God! Or Secret Santa? Just don't, so just terrible. don't claim it, though. I you would not claim it. You couldn't. But the problem is, if it's you one of those, want to. if it's one of those Secret Santa things where they assign you names, then then you're known. The white elephant would be the perfect opportunity. The white elephant <laughs> would, but <laughs> in order to make that happen, though, you'd have to do homework on how to like bring your gift and then change the wrapping paper or something. So you couldn't be identified in any way. Well, and then, you know, somebody's going to like, somebody's going to, who know. brought this gift? Who brought this gift? Who brought that? Like go yeah, basically somebody's down the line. Go to every single person. I mean, if you bring a smart condom, I would do that to figure out who bought it. Yeah. Like you got to yeah. go and get everybody to claim it. Or you could bring two gifts. You could bring two gifts. I mean, that's the way to get around it. That would be the way gifts. to get around it. So smart condom is one. So you, whoever wears it can so, track their 
analytics. <laughs> I, I really appreciate the effort they're making. Somebody know. just wants to get better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're thorough. That's what, that's, that's Talk what. about a way to improve accountability. Yeah. <laughs> Great massive accountability. I think you could just ask her. Yeah, but. you know, a survey would do too. Yeah, <laughs> opening your mouth rather than going retreating back to your like. Well, nerd I look cave. at the data. <laughs> yeah. no, no kidding. Talk about a way. I think asking is the better way, but that's you know, new age way is just let's put a condom on and figure out how, you know my because oh so my God. the thing that I thought was that you can measure like. Thrust, thrust velocity, velocity, velocity yeah, yeah. and a couple other really important things. I still, yeah. Duration, I'm, I'm not, all really of the fun stuff that, you know, people really care about. Yeah, I've said once that I, I, I don't like to engage in sexual relations with my Apple Watch on. I, I, oh, I yeah, just get you know, Apple's sitting that. there going, uh, oh, couple man. times a day, <laughs> or, oh, here it goes. Here goes the heartbeat. Okay. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, I'm sure somebody's sitting at Apple just laughing their oh, ass off. Oh my gosh! Well, I bet there's like a, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's like For a particular. Condom. They sell it to condoms or something. Well, I'm like, sure there's how many people. Yeah, I think Apple has a really big bangerang on Apple's watch. So have, how do you target people? It's actually called sales? the called the Apple Sex Kit. <laughs> It's an open source platform. It's brand new. new. They have all these developer tools to help people game sex. Starts with the Apple Watch. Yep. And And they're introducing the smart smart condom. condom. (laughs) And they use use your speaker on your iPhone to measure sound volume. Measure her satisfaction or his, whatever whatever your game is. measure uh, total audio output you know and uh the outside dog would just ask the yeah, inside dog probably is going to go around and get the analytics going. out of the back and, oh, <laughs> so i gotta increase my i gotta go do a couple more uh setups <laughs> trend out the data over time yeah and, and there's going to be then there's going to be like the personality typing and then like matching you mm-hmm. know your number of times or matching your strategy with like the type of girl and it's like going to be i mean that's that's what we do now though is we like kind of retreat to our like you know our our own divisive minds and figure out you know how we can improve or whatever we use the internet to validate like what we're thinking as opposed to like just engaging with the world asking you know the question asking, asking the question well it's the same thing it's similar i compared this to like the mri for the doctors so doctors inherently know, and they can just ask, and a lot of them rely on technology to make some decisions, which they make a lot of really bad decisions based on MRIs. Because mm. data, you know, it's there's it's not all there. Where if you just ask somebody, mm-hmm. how was that for you? Yeah. <laughs> was that a great surgery? Yeah. <laughs> Did you rate satisfaction? I'm, yeah. I'm going to send you a follow-up <laughs> survey. Survey monkey. I'll be sending that to you in email. Or do you prefer text? Yeah. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? Yes. Uh, your experience. I find great uh, much higher response rates to the text message survey than I do the email survey. <laughs> we have we have a a twenty percent response rate <laughs> for surgical outcomes. 
<laughs> I wonder if the next group that'll be using it will be uh, fertility clinics. Oh, or, yeah, it could be. I don't know. There's uh, there's a lot of different uses. To a this. lot of different usage. The Apple sex kit coming April 2018. 2018. Yeah. Yep. Sponsored by Trojan. Yeah, so was it Trojan who came up no, with this No, some one? British company, I don't know. Like uh, it, it was more closer to Fitbit, actually. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Which they should change the name of Fitbit to something else, because that is... That's too... <laughs> you might as well call it the fat bit. Let's be real. <laughs> or, like, yeah, <laughs> Fitbit makes it sound really you know, small and not like a big deal. Oh, oh, oh I thought... <laughs> Fit. Well, that's for the smart condom. (laughs) Get that name out of there. That doesn't help anybody. I think it's aptly named, really. (laughs) You're starting to walk up the walk. You're already starting from the the lower rung when you... It's called a Fitbit. (laughs) Get that thing out of here, damn it. What's that? Oh, it's my Fitbit. It's my Fitbit. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, Uh, Okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, too much fun. It is too much fun. Any uh, uh, what else we got here? I mean, do you want to even get? Do you want to get into? Am I saying this to prove how smart I am? Or that was just a. That's a good question to ask yourself in meetings, but we can we can hit that one later. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we had a good New Yorker game. We did. That was a lot of fun. That was was a great game. I think we had uh, the right amount of people. Good safe space. Good safe space. It would have helped with some... I mean, that's why we kicked her off with the the card that came out. It's good. So the New Yorker is a game which basically is the New York uh, Times cartoons. The New New Yorker magazine magazine, had a cartoon caption contest. And they would announce the winners. And so the game is just a picture of the caption that you need to write. Or a picture, and you need to write your own caption to it. And the one person selects the funniest one, like mm-hmm. apples to apples. Mm-hmm. But there's no lid on creativity, which we don't want. Yeah. Apples to apples, there's a lid. There is a lid on creativity. This one, it is fair it's game. Limitless. It's limitless. It's a which blank is slate, why I love really. it. It's yeah. the ultimate outside dog way to you know, run around with no fence. Mm-hmm. So there's no fence, so there's no governor on the fund, so you can go as far as you want. Yep. And it's good to test the market a little bit by dropping a couple test bombs. Yeah. The first few ones to see what, what level people think is funny. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so it is nice too to play with people that you know their humor really well. So I think it's random, imperative you can't play with random people. Random people you could uh, really offend somebody quickly. Yeah. yeah. Well, well if we you're could. one of us. Yeah, we would really we offend somebody will. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great game. I'd buy it. Well, that's all we got for you tonight, folks. Tune in next week when we'll be back here kicking it in the rumpus room. Hopefully, I'll hear you too.